Hallelujah, Christ is risen. Christ is risen my, my dear brothers and sisters, I bring you grace and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and risen Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. So welcome on this Easter Sunday to all of you. It is good to have you here. And I want to welcome you whether you have been worshiping here for decades or if this is your very first time worshiping with us, a special Welcome to those of you for whom that is the case. I also want to extend a welcome to those who are uh, watching through our live stream, which has become, uh, we are uh, aware, more and more important to many people in our community over these last few months. So for those of you who are uh, with us virtually, a special welcome to you as well. We are here, of course, to celebrate Easter, the triumph of life over death. Easter is... Um, the center, it's the defining part of who we are as Christians. It reminds us that Jesus has defeated sin, death, and the devil, and importantly, as we say at every funeral service, that as a result, we participate in the sure and certain hope. The sure and certain hope of the resurrection. And it is that word hope that I have been training on this Easter um, we are a people who are filled with hope. Our lives, because of the resurrection, are informed by hope. This morning, though, uh, maybe paradoxically, and it's not because it's April Fool's Day, I'm not going to tell any April Fool's jokes, but I want to meditate a little bit on a time when there were some people who did not have hope as a way of reminding us of the hope that we have, and maybe uh, not teaching us, but confirming for us some of the truths about the faith we share. I think on major holidays like this, going back to the basics of our faith is always an appropriate thing to do. So I want to talk about a particular time in history from the middle of the 20th century, specifically May of 1940, uh, the beginning of World War II, uh, when the people of Great Britain specifically had very little reason to hope Winston Churchill was elected prime minister, and I don't, I'm a big fan of Churchill, I will concede that, um, and the, the way that sermons sort of evolve or develop, I pray that God is involved somehow. I'm not quite sure why Churchill has been on my mind. It might be uh, because of those two wonderful movies about him this past year. Did anyone see either of the movies, uh, Darkest Hour? Anyone see Darkest Hour? Uh, how about Dunkirk? Anyone see Dunkirk? Okay, great, wonderful movies about a monumentally important time in history. And so Churchill comes into power, and there is no reason for the people of Great Britain to have hope. Germany is steamrolling through Europe. No one is able to stop them. France is about to fall. Great Britain isn't ready uh, militarily to, to go up against them. And Churchill realizes, I've got to bring hope to these people. So I want to talk today about two things, or two themes that Churchill lifts up repeatedly to bring hope to this people who are despairing and ultimately to help them win. Two things. And both of them, again, I think remind us of some of the truths of our own faith. Okay? You with me? So far? All right. First thing Churchill does, he recognizes when he becomes prime minister that he has to tell the truth. He has to let the people know um, how bad things are, in what dire straits they find themselves. And he does this many, many times in many places. 
Maybe um, the best example of it is in the very first speech he gives to the House of Commons. This is, many of his speeches, of course, are very famous. This one has been compared to the Gettysburg Address. This is the speech where he talks about, I have nothing to offer but blood, toil, tears, and sweat. You've heard that line before, of course. The very next line, after blood, toil, tears, and sweat, is this. We have before us an ordeal of the most grievous kind. We have before us many, many long months of struggle and of suffering. He tells the truth. It's completely unvarnished. He lets the people know how serious things are. Now, why is that important for us? <clears throat> Here in this place, we also tell the truth about our circumstances. I actually think one of the blessings of our faith is that it reframes reality for us. It gives us a sense of perspective. Um, and there are lots of truths we share here, but one of the important ones I want to reinforce again this morning, we've talked about this before, we'll talk about it again, is this. This world, this world is not our true home. The world is a fallen broken, compromised place, even with the promise of the resurrection. I mean, Jesus has to die and be raised precisely because the world is broken and fallen. And uh, I find that actually a freeing thought. It's a reminder that, oh, it explains why sometimes this world can be hard and difficult. Anyone ever had difficulties or challenges or hardship in this lifetime? And here's the danger if we aren't reminded periodically that this is not our true home and that Jesus is preparing to take us ultimately to our true home, the world is really good at trying to convince us that this is our true home. And if we believe that, then we sort of get into a bad pattern. We start thinking, well, this is my true home, and therefore I deserve to be happy. And the way I'm going to be happy is by focusing on myself. And folks, those are lies. And they lead not to hope, but to despair. So first thing, we tell the truth, and one of the truths I want to lift up this morning is this is not our true home. Jesus is preparing to take us eventually to our true home through his death and resurrection. Second thing Churchill does, after explaining to people, hey folks, we've got a problem here. And by the way, he does this next thing really well and I think, frankly, maybe does it better even than the church does. We could take some lessons from Churchill. But he says, folks, we're in trouble here. We've got a problem. And then he says this, and we need your help, each and every one of you. And it's going to hurt, and it's going to require sacrifice, but if we're going to win, we need you. Do you think people responded to that invitation? They sure did. And today and every day, Jesus says to us, yes, I died because I love you. And yes, because of my resurrection, I will take you to your true home one day. And yes, because of Easter, you will be reunited with those you love. But in the meantime, in this world, which is not your true home, I need your help, and I need your sacrifice. Jesus says again and again and again. 
how following him is going to require sacrifice. The last will be first and the first will be last. Those who love their, or love their life and save it will lose it. Those who lose their lives for my sake will find it. And in what some have called the worst marketing slogan of all time, Jesus says, if any would be my followers, they must take up their cross and follow me. Bear your burdens. Make your sacrifice. Follow me. I need you. And by picking up your cross, by bearing the burdens of this life, you will discover meaning and purpose and fulfillment. And yes, you will discover hope in a new way. In October of 1940, Churchill, still the war was still very much unclear about its outcome. He was invited to go talk to, I'll call it his old high school. It's called Harrow. So he's talking to a bunch of students there. And people are still talking about how these are dark days, right? I mean, even the movie, again, is called The Darkest Hour. Churchill will have none of it. He says, let's not talk about dark days. These aren't dark days. These are great days, he says. The greatest days our country has ever lived. And then he says this. And we must all thank God that we have been allowed, each of us according to our stations, to play a part in making these days memorable in the history of our race. That was October 1940. May I submit to you that in Plymouth, Minnesota, in 2018, we also should think of these as great days. And we should give thanks to God that we have, each of us, been given the opportunity to play our part in making these days memorable in the history of the human race. Happy Easter. Amen.